0: Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and chief sales trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld.
1: Welcome to the Science of Selling podcast, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. And I am David Hoffeld, and I am joined by Carl Polson, and uh, Carl, how are you? Are you out, getting out there and enjoying this uh, beautiful summer weather we're having?
0: Yeah, you know, living in Minnesota, you have to enjoy it while you have it, right? So I've literally just been walking outside and looking up at the sun um, because it's been the first time, you know, it's been consistently sunny in, what, three or four months. Uh, I know one thing I have been doing, you know, inside is actually watching the Minnesota Wild. And I'm a huge hockey fan. And I know they're playing the Las Vegas Golden Knights in the playoffs starting on Sunday. And it kind of got me thinking, I've never, you know, chatted with you about your favorite sports. You know, if if you like sports, if you have any favorites, so why not do it now? So, so David, if you will, do you have a favorite sport?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, a few episodes ago, we were talking about qualification. I talked about my fascination with baseball growing up. So that, is definitely my famous, favorite sport, but something that's interesting, too, that uh, I stumbled on many years ago in my research. It's really interesting. Uh, one, uh, one really well-known social psychologist, Robert Cialdini, studied the effect that sports have on people, and he created a theory based on his research called Basking in Reflective Glory. And It's re- really interesting. Um, when you see a sports team win, people will often say phrases like we're winning or yeah, we're going to go all the way this year. Notice the language of, of we and when the sports team is losing uh, they disassociate themselves. They go, yeah, they're not very good this year. Yeah. They got to work on a lot of stuff, right? Or they need to, they need to get some good play. It's, it's they, it's them. So he, he talked about that. It was interesting. He said he was at the time, a professor uh, at Arizona state and he went to a football game and all of a sudden, he said, when the team, the Arizona State football team, went on the field, people just erupted with—I mean, just screaming—and it startled him. And he looked around and saw all these people just screaming and and people painting their bodies the color colors that the football uh, uniform was. And he goes, I, "What in the world's going on here?" So he studied it. So for any of our listeners that want to get into it, it really helped uh, influence me in the way I interpret. Sports, but it's called basking in reflective glory. Uh, it's an interesting idea. Just Google it, and you'll find some of his research on it. When it's it's fascinating to see how, when a sports team wins that we're loyal to, we feel like winners, and when they don't, uh, not as much. So it, it's fascinating stuff. The effect that sports has on all of us.
0: Well, and and I know another interesting topic that we're going to be discussing today is something that, that over the last, gosh, over a year now, a lot of people in sales have had to get used to or do more of is virtual selling. And, mm. and really to dive right in, David, what would you say are the biggest differences between virtual selling and then when you're able to meet in person and, you know, your your first couple of meetings are in person with the client?
1: Yeah, this is a, a recurring question that's that's come up, but I've noticed that even an uptick in the amount of times I'm asked that, even in the recent months, uh, just the last few months as well. Uh, the biggest difference that I think all of our listeners who have noticed have had to switch up the way they're selling instead of being face-to-face or doing a lot more virtually, the biggest difference is the engagement. Obviously, being in the room with someone uh, it's easier to keep them engaged keep their attention you can view their entire body and looking at their nonverbal signals uh there's a lot more of engagement and it's it's quite frankly easier to to build trust to build rapport when you're when you're in the room with them when your presence is very very strong for those who have read the science of selling that peripheral root of influence, right? Those things that are peripheral to our message, but whether they, they like us and trust us, that's easier to build up when you're in the room with them. So really what I found is that the root of the question of how do we sell effectively virtually is really how do we increase engagement virtually, right? So how do we do that? How do we keep people engaged when it is there's no doubt it is more challenging when you're not face-to-face with them, but the good news is there are things that science says each of us can do to kind of up our game to make sure that we can still be at our best, even when we're not face-to-face in the same room with our potential clients.
0: Yeah, and I've, I've noticed that firsthand, and I, I know, you know, Always in my head, I'm contemplating like there are these benefits of, of selling via Zoom, you know, maybe instead of a call now, at least I get to potentially see them somehow digitally and then kind of missing uh, the ability to, to see people in person and really be able to, to get to know somebody and build that relationship. So while we're, you know, on the topic of having to sell virtually virtually, I know engagement is one of the biggest issues we face when we're having to do that. So what can we do to boost engagement when we're selling virtually?
1: Yeah, there's a number of things. We'll kind of run through them real quickly. Uh, Number one, and perhaps the most obvious, is uh, we want to really make sure we're executing all of our sales process at a high level. Right. Because if if engagement is a little more challenging when it's done virtually versus face to face, it matters now more than ever that will selling well. But in addition to that, let me give you a couple really practical things you can do to up your virtual selling game. First is eye contact. That's right. Eye contact. When you're in the room with someone, it's very easy to eye contact. And there's so many studies on this that we've talked about in many of our trainings and my book and all kind of things that we've done that talk about how eye contact is linked with trustworthiness. It's linked with increased levels of rapport. So it's very important. But how do you do that virtually? One thing that I do and that I would strongly recommend you do is that when you are talking to someone virtually, look at your camera. Now, Uh, What a lot of people do, depending on where your camera is situated on your laptop or computer or tablet, this might be a non-issue. So when you look at the screen, you're looking right next to the camera. No one can tell the difference. But for others, uh, sometimes people are looking down, so they're never making eye contact with those they're selling to. Instead, they're looking at the screen so i would strongly recommend number 1 look at the camera now the good news is you you should be able to unless your cameras way way off from your screen usually it's on top of it or maybe even just slightly above it um so it's not it's almost not that big of a deal but you should still be able to see those you're selling to while looking at the camera. What that's going to do, though, it's going to give the illusion of eye contact. So as they look at the screen, right, and they see you, they're going to see you looking directly into their eyes. So number one, that will help. And if you've been on virtual calls where someone was looking down at the screen, so it looks like they're never looking at you, they're always looking down, that can make a big deal. That can make a big difference because uh, all the research shows eye contact matters. Uh, a second thing we can do is what we call emotional cognition. So what is that? It's been studied now for decades by researchers. It is a big deal. Emotional cognition is uh, the idea that we catch others' emotions. So because engagement is a little more challenging when done virtually, we really need to focus on how we're presenting are we conveying our passion, our belief in what we're selling? Right. Oftentimes virtually, people, sellers, don't feel as energized. Many salespeople, I know this is true for me. When when I'm in a room with a bunch of people, right? It energizes me, just being in the room with them. And so they their presentation style is much more engaging when they're in a room with people versus when they're in their office or their home office by themselves talking to someone via their their computer or tablet. And so we want to be really mindful of that. So we want to intentionally make sure you're presenting with the enthusiasm, the passion, because emotional cognition says people catch other people's emotions. And so many sellers say, I'm not good. at. I, I'm not getting the same reaction I, I used to when I was in the room with people when I sell Virtually, and oftentimes what I've found is it's not that what they're saying is any different, it's how they're saying it. They don't feel as energized, so they're, they're not conveying that passion, and so they appear rather dull and boring, and that's really easy to do. So when you're selling virtually, what I would recommend is, first of all, record yourself. Even if you just wanna record yourself while you're presenting to no one, do a five minute recording and then see: am I really engaging virtually? Am I easy to ignore? Because when you're selling virtually, if you are easy to ignore, rest assured people will, right? Because you're not in the room with them. They can pull up their emails. They can check all kinds of things. They can start searching the web while they're talking to you, right? So you really need to focus on engagement. So focus on emotional cognition and evaluate When I present to people, how do I present? Now when I'm doing it virtually, oftentimes you even want to up your game, right? So even try to go even more passionate because when you're presenting virtually, some of that is going to be lost. So you want to overemphasize, especially when you're talking about the mission critical parts of the sale. Um, Two more things real Mm -hmm. quickly. um, One is pausing as well. Pauses are really, really powerful. Something we haven't talked about very much. Pausing, after you convey an important point or value proposition, give a short pause, let people reflect on it, and it'll prompt them to think, how long should a pause be? Some really cool studies on this, say about one to three minutes is a great amount of time to pause, longer than three, or not minutes, excuse me, one to three seconds, there we go, longer than three or four seconds, people think you got lost, uh, less than one second, no one knows you paused. So one to three seconds is ideal. And last thing I'll say is just like when we're selling, right, we want to make sure that when we end that sales call before we sign off, we're getting clear next steps, right? What do we want to happen now? What will the buyer do between now and our next meeting? What will we do? Why are we meeting? When are we meeting? What day and time? Really focus on that because it's easy to drop the ball uh, more easy virtually than when you're in the room with someone. And following those simple things I just shared will help set you up for more virtual selling success. Fantastic stuff, and and as
0: always, David, I think listeners have a few takeaways that they can start using while they're virtual selling. Um, and as as things progress, at least here in Northern America, in terms of, of vaccinations and maybe people returning to the office, um, whether you're selling in person, or virtually moving forward. I think this advice is really for both. You know, eye contact's always going to be important. Mm -hmm. Um, Pauses are something that I'm working on. So I think that this advice is still going to be relevant, even when people potentially do get back to seeing others in person. And until next time, David, I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, If you have a chance, play some baseball, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Carl.